Welcome, gorgeous human, to your power podcast. My name is Em Rose, and I am a business, brain health, and personal development coach. I combine the passion that I have for science-based personal development with the experience that I have in business, and every day I get to work with powerful humans who want to create big, bold lives. I am here to educate you on the innate systems, processes, and functions that got me to where I am today. Those being the power of your brain, the profound functions of your body, and the compounding behaviors that we can use to leverage them. I am encouraging change in the narrative of what it means to create a big life. And that is by choosing to instead focus on the science of small behaviors. I educate on the tools behind the tools. I remove the bullshit. I'm here to make science sexy and I'm here to make caring about your brain and body badass. Most importantly, I'm here to show you how achieving everything that you have ever wanted for your life gets to be fucking easy. human I'm doing something a little bit different in my episodes from now on because I know that sometimes I just want to skip to the main content and I actually just don't want to hear about the person's week so if that is you you can skip to about 15 minutes and I will have stopped crapping on okay bye Hello, hello, gorgeous human. Welcome to another episode of Your Power Podcast. I am so excited to have you here as always. And thank you all for being so understanding of me needing to take a week off last week. I just found myself in the absolute pits of painting and renovating and drilling things. So yeah, I just really took on a lot more than I could handle last week and the podcast was something that didn't make the cut. So thank you for being so understanding, but you will be happy to know my kitchen is finished. If you did not see the reveal on Instagram, I feel sorry for you because it's fucking cool. Shout out to Crescon who did my kitchen and did the build and shout out to me for spending two days painting and deciding that I would do do the painting myself for some fucking reason. And she did it. She did a great job too. And I'm just so, so proud of myself. I also, in between coats of painting, um, because I just, you know, can't sit still, I decided that I would do my office while I was waiting for in between coats. So I actually ordered in the end of financial year sales, I got a walking pads, so like one of those little office desk treadmills, and then the ergo desk, ergo desk, um, which you can obviously change the levels of to sit down or use while you're walking on the walking pad. So I got myself one of those, which obviously meant that I needed to redesign my whole office and <laughs> make it just this beautiful, gorgeous space. And I am just so obsessed with it. I had a little bit of difficulty putting the office desk together because it required a drill and I've never used a drill before in my life. But you might have seen on Instagram, I made my little way over to Bunnings and I had a little chat to the tool shop girl and she helped me and I just dropped my ego and I said, I've never used a drill before. Um, I would usually get a man to do this for me, but 
he's not around anymore, so <laughs> I need you to tell me how to use a drill. And she did, and she was amazing, and it was awesome, and I used the drill. And my next challenge for myself is actually putting up shelves, which are sitting here waiting for me to put up. I'm just a little bit nervous. <laughs> but it's going to happen, and I'm very excited. So, yes, my there is just like a whole new energy in this house right now. The new kitchen is such a vibe. The new office is such a vibe. I just knew after my week away that this is what I was going to come home to and this is the next level stepping into. So, yeah, it, it's exactly what I imagined. It's exactly what I needed. I am just stepping into full next level energy right now and it feels fucking good. I even bissled my whole couch, which we are not going to talk about the state of the water that came off the couch because holy fucking shit, the dogs are now officially having a bath every single day <laughs> before they get on that couch because it was nasty. Also, last week, obviously, we are now in a new financial year. So Jess and I actually sat down and did a little bit of a 23-24 planning meeting, which was cool and just kind of just a reassessment of, you know, the year's goals now that we are six months in and it's looking good. It's looking really good. We have some really big plans coming to life um, the Big Moves broadcast is one in particular that I'm so excited about that is going to be relaunching in a whole new way. I have a mastermind coming in the next few weeks. Uh, we kind of planned the next launch for Your Power, which will be happening in September, and it's just going to be bigger than I ever, ever imagined, and I'm so fucking excited. So, yeah, we've got so much coming, and I'm sure you can hear in my voice how excited I am about it because... Like I said, I just feel this whole new level right now and this whole new energy and I actually feel that shift and that energy as a whole in the industry and for actual business owners in general. I feel like a couple of things, you know, there has been a, a little bit of a dip in the coaching industry lately, which I'm sure anyone listening who is in coaching has felt. I feel like as a whole, a lot of people have spent the last kind of few months, I guess, really reassessing and revisiting where their investments were going and spending a lot more time taking a lot more of a critical analysis in where they're investing, which is what I did as well. So it just that's just where the kind of shift went for a little while. And I just feel like beyond that, you know, it was for a good while coaching as a whole, whether that be business coaching, personal development coaching, mindset coaching, all of the things, it went from being very energetic, right? And people were investing from a very energetic space and really wanting to apply that energy into business and their life. And then with the more critical analysis of where people were investing, people were begging for more strategy. And that's where it became very structured and people were wanting more of a strategic approach and people were wanting structure and homework and, you know, launch plans and strategy and all of these things, right? And now I actually feel like it's found this like beautiful equilibrium of structured energy, which is something that I kind of, you know, was speaking to the Big Moves broadcast about today. I really feel this shift where people are now finding that beautiful balance between structure and needing strategy and also 
the energy behind what is going on. Like we found this really beautiful equilibrium behind it. And more so, I don't know if it's just because I am like a full body fuck yeah into this world now and I am seeing the difference it's making to my life, but I feel like everyone is starting to really fucking see the importance of looking after their human. I feel like everyone is starting to really see structured personal development. That's how I can kind of phrase it, right? Again, with what people were focusing on in their personal lives and their personal development, it's gone from you know, being the best version of yourself and journaling and, and you know, going to the gym and doing all of these things. And it's now come to this beautiful fucking like concept of structured personal development, which is really fucking cool because that is my entire framework of my business where it's like people are wanting to be guided through their personal development in a structured way where they can see the effects and they can see the results of what they're doing, if not immediately, but they can see the reasons why they're doing what they're doing, right? And it's really fucking cool because this is how I am moving forward with brain, body and behavior is actually building this structure of, okay, cool. So in my one-on-one coaching, I'm actually building out a 12-week structure. Week one, we're going to do this. Week two, we're going to do this. Week three, we're going to do this. And it's going to be a combination of teachings and embodying the energy of doing it as well and embodying the personal development. So I can really feel that shift as a whole and I am really fucking excited for it. Really, really excited for it because when people start to see the effects of this work, when people start to see the effects of understanding their brain and their nervous system and what it means to be dysregulated and looking at their long-term growth and looking at their small compounding behaviors like this is what changes the fucking game so I'm really fucking excited I also have decided to do something pretty huge at the end of this year and I've actually decided that I'm not going to share it until I am there and I'm doing it. And the reason for that is because it's going to be a bit of an experiment, right? What I actually want to do is I'm going to be filming a lot of the behind the scenes and I'm going to be kind of recording and noting and journaling behind the scenes. It's going to happen in about six months time. So what it's going to be is I'm going to use it as evidence in actually making this thing work for me, right? Because right now, the decision to do this doesn't make sense in my finances, in my personal life, in, you know, what I'm doing, in anything. It doesn't make sense, but I'm going to make it make sense. And that is the kind of evidence that I'm going to create. I'm going to create the evidence to show that you can fucking decide that you want to do something and it doesn't have to make sense, but you can do it. And so I'm I'm not going to tell anyone what it is until I'm standing there and I'm doing the thing but it's fucking huge. It's something that I've wanted to do for a really long time and I have let external influences stop me. But right now I am in a phase of my life where I can see how much I have allowed my hope for something (laughs) to stop me from doing the things that I want to do and living my fucking life. And so now it's time to choose me. So one person in my DMs, I put up a little snippet 
um, of what it was and they were able to lip read (laughs) and she messaged me and she guessed it and I said like yep that's it like you're a fucking great lip reader Um, and her response was she really said I choose me and that just made me so fucking emotional because I realized that for the very first time this is me really really choosing me and not worrying about whether something works out or whether it doesn't, not worrying about external influence or external opinion. It's really just me choosing me for for what I want to do and figuring it out along the way. So I'm really excited to do it and I'm really excited to show you guys when it happens because it is going to fucking happen. I also launched a new masterclass this week, which is so exciting. It is called The Science of Wealth. I, you know, going back to the conversation of, you know, when people went from a very structured and energetic and now it's at an equilibrium, this is where I'm really implementing that in what I'm teaching. And especially with money in particular, there has been a big conversation where, you know, people went from money strategy and that was what was important. And then we went to money energetics and that was what was important. And a really, really key thing that people have missed out on this whole conversation is the science, right? The science of your reticular activating system, the science of your subconscious, the science of being able to create wealth and reprogram your beliefs. And so this is what I'm teaching in the science of wealth. And it's so cool to actually start to really embody all of these things in in my offers coming up because I feel like I've just had a lot of time just really figuring out my voice and really figuring out what I want to speak to and that's really cool and, and, and it's going to start to now flow out into my offers, which people are seeing. You know, I've already got 15 or so people in the masterclass since launching it a couple of days ago, which is so fucking cool and, yeah, I'm really excited for it. Also, what is included in the masterclass is a breathwork session because your girl is now officially a certified breathwork facilitator. So there will be a breathwork session in the masterclass. It will be my first group session that I will be holding. I have held a couple of practice ones now, but yeah, it's going to be something that I'm going to include. I'm really excited about the science of breathwork and the science of being able to do it, right? And being able to see like, you know, let's talk about reprogramming your subconscious. Well, breathwork is a way to do that, right? And this breathwork is going to be a guided meditation slash breathwork where you're actually physically accessing your subconscious with what you're doing in your body. And then you are going to dive into your subconscious with the guided meditation. So I'm so excited. There's just a whole lot going on and the energy is fucking real. The next level is real and I'm so excited for you to experience it. It's going to be amazing. So let's get into the content of the episode. Let's talk about the science behind journaling. I have done a couple of episodes on this before, but not for a while. And this is something that I've been talking about in Your Power. And also journaling is something that I've actually found myself diving back into myself a lot lately as well. So it is very prominent in my life right now. I'm very excited to just rediscover the science of this and start talking about this again. So 
Whilst I've done episodes on this before, I thought it was another perfect episode to kind of kick off the new way of doing podcast episodes and talking about the science behind our popular personal development, manifestation, business growth, all of the thing techniques. I'm going to go into the general science of journaling and then I'm going to actually talk about why each individual way of journaling works and what the benefits are of each individual way of journaling. I've chosen four kind of main ways of journaling um, and we're going to talk about the science behind each of those and why they are so beneficial. So in general, in short, journaling just allows us to slow down and When we slow down, the more comes to the surface. And that's it. That's all you need to know. No, (laughs) I'm kidding. But essentially, that's the gist of it, right? A massive element of personal development, if not the main focus of personal development, is to discover what is in our subconscious, what we have programmed in our subconscious, how what is programmed in our subconscious is holding us back, and essentially, aiming to reprogram what's in our subconscious to work in a way that works for us, right? So what we want to do with a lot of the things in personal development, including journaling, is that we want to access the subconscious mind to work in our favor. So let's rewind for a second. Let's go back to the very beginning of this concept and let's talk about something called our brainwaves and what it means to be in different brainwave states. So we have five different brainwave states that our brain can be in at any given moment, depending on what we're doing, you know, the activity we're carrying out, our level of wakefulness. We're experiencing five main different types of brainwaves. Now, it's important to note that due to, you know, variations from person to person and the context in which a particular activity is happening. But it's also important to note that brainwave states and brainwave patterns, the ones that I'm about to talk about, can actually be occurring, like multiple different states can actually be occurring in different parts of the brain based on what we're actually doing. So keep that in mind. But what I want to do is I want to actually just look at brainwaves from a very general perspective just to, you know, just for the context of this episode so that we can understand journaling and the science behind journaling. First of all, we have gamma brainwaves, which are our fastest brainwaves that we experience. And Gamma brainwaves are usually associated with high level like cognitive processing. So, you know, when we have a really heightened perception and awareness, when we are enduring deep information processing, they're usually present when we are in a state of like deep concentration or deep focused or when we are doing some really deep or difficult or intense problem solving. Then we have beta waves, which happen most commonly during just general normal waking activity and general consciousness. So beta brainwaves are present when we are, we're focusing on something similar to gamma waves, but it's not as an intense focus as the gamma wave focus, right? We're still focused on something in particular. They're present when we have high alertness and when we're actively thinking about something and 
when we're solving problems, again, but potentially lower level problems than what we're solving in gamma brainwaves. And beta brainwaves are present when we're making decisions, when we're concentrating on something, when we're engaging in tasks that really require us to have like an undivided mental focus. So they're going to be present when we're doing things like working on a strategy for business or planning a launch or doing a brain game or, you know, writing content or having a back and forth, like really engaging conversation with a friend, right? So we've got gamma, beta, and then we have alpha waves, which are going to be present in a state of a more kind of relaxed and calm wakefulness. So you're still awake, but you are in a much more calm state and not actively engaged or, or not actively focusing on anything. So alpha brain waves are usually happening when we're in like a relaxation state, when we're daydreaming, when we're meditating, when we are journaling, when we're creative thinking going for a walk, breath work. Essentially, we are in alpha brainwaves when we're doing something that we can do whilst thinking about something else. Or when we're doing that thing, we have the ability to think of something else simultaneously. It's not, it's not an intense focus that's happening. Then we have theta brainwaves. And when we're in a theta brainwave state, we are usually experiencing, um, it, it's that state between wakefulness and sleep, right? So whether it's in those moments when you're kind of falling asleep or you're in the very early stages of sleep, um, you might experience theta brainwaves when you're in a really deep meditation or a deep breathwork session, like a breakthrough breathwork session, or a really, really deep visualization, maybe a guided meditation or something. You know, when you're falling asleep and you have those moments where you feel like you're falling and then you just like jolt yourself awake, that's when the theta brainwaves are going on, right? Because you're falling asleep, but your mind is still slightly active. It's also during theta brainwaves when we experience our dreams as well. So in the lighter stages of sleep. And then finally, we have delta waves. And these are the slowest frequency waves that we experience and when we are in delta waves, usually we're unconscious, like we're in a deep sleep, right? So we are basically delta waves are what are required for us to be in for our body to restore and rejuvenate. We're not actually actively thinking or actively awake at all. Now, to tap into our subconscious mind, we actually have to find that spot between consciousness and unconsciousness right? And we know from all of those examples, as we go down from gamma to delta waves, we are moving into lower levels of consciousness. So what we actually want to do is we actually want to look at that alpha theta brainwave state right in the middle, right? And that range is where this comes into play. When we're in alpha or theta brainwaves, we actually have direct access to the subconscious mind. It's like when we're in those states, that's when our thoughts and our beliefs start popping up, right? Because we're not actively focused on something. We're actually allowing the space for things to come to the surface. You know how when you're in the shower and you have your shower thoughts, right? Because you're actually 
You don't have to have an active focus on what you're doing in the shower. You don't have to have an active focus on how the water feels on your skin or getting the soap or rubbing the soap in or doing whatever the fuck you do in the shower. You're actually not, you do that once, twice a day, right? You don't actually actively have to think about or focus on what you're doing in the shower. It's all coming really naturally. Or you usually find that the minute you stop doing something, that's when sadness comes in, right? That's when you start to feel the most sad. It's why people want to keep busy, quote unquote, keep busy when they're going through something because it distracts you from feeling sad, right? But the real magic comes from being in the relaxed moments, right? When you're in the shower, when you're driving down a long, boring road, our brainwaves slow down, which give room for subconscious thoughts and ideas and beliefs to come to the surface. And it also allows us to access those subconscious beliefs to reprogram and rewire them, right? So the idea is that we want to purposely get into alpha and theta brainwave states to be able to unlock our subconscious right? Or catch when we are in the natural brainwave states and when they're occurring, which I'll get to in a second, because in those brainwave states, we are able to have, like I said, a direct access to the subconscious to get our subconscious thoughts and ideas and beliefs to come to the surface, but also to actually reprogram what's in our subconscious as well. And journaling is a beautiful way to intentionally access the alpha theta brainwave state because it causes us to slow down, right? We are not focusing actively on something. We are not taking the time to problem solve or have strong cognitive thinking. We are actually slowing down our brains and we are able to influence alpha theta brainwave states. We've got no distractions. We've got no focus. We are just thinking about what we are putting onto paper or what we are getting out of our brain. This is also, though, going back to what I said about accessing the alpha-theta brainwave states naturally, this is why you'll hear often that we should journal as soon as we wake up or before we go to bed because those are the times when these brainwave states are naturally occurring. So we can really harness those naturally occurring brainwave states when we are falling asleep or when we are waking up. So what we're doing with journaling is we are combining the magic of our brainwave states, right? We are intentionally encouraging alpha-theta brainwaves and intentionally leveraging when our brainwaves are in those states when we journal. And then based on the technique that we choose when we're journaling, we're combining that beautiful brainwave state with the powers of the technique that we're using. So I'm going to go into the four main ways that I recommend that my clients journal and the four different techniques that I think have the most science behind them and why I think they're the most beneficial. The first technique of journaling is a reflection, right? It's a reflection of your day before you go to bed, or maybe it's a reflection of something that's happened, um, a particular event. It's a reflection of what you are feeling grateful for, right? It's a reflection in general, whether it's something that, you know, has happened or a way that you felt, right? You are kind of just looking on this thing. Because we are going to be in those alpha-theta brainwaves, reflecting on the day or even more so reflecting on something in particular, you're going to be allowing the space for 
any feelings or emotions to come up that allow you to actually work through that thing, right? So if you're reflecting on something that made you feel a certain way and you're feeling sad about it or you're feeling angry about it or you're feeling frustrated by it, actually doing a reflection in your journal and accessing those alpha theta brainwave states allows you to dive deeper into those emotions, right? And on the opposite side of things, reflecting on something that you're grateful for, again, allows you to access the joy and the happiness and the excitement and all of the things that you can use to practice gratitude on that thing. So, Potentially, if you felt a you know a particular emotion or way about an event, right, you're going to actually provide more space for how you feel to come to the surface. You can dive deeper into your feelings, and you can understand why you feel that way too. You can build a deeper self awareness around why you feel that way and what's coming up for you and. Potentially, you know, if you're feeling a certain way about something, you can use that space to dive into your subconscious and things that you've experienced to understand why you have that belief and you have that feeling. You're also going to be able to process your emotions a lot deeper. It forces you to sit with them right? Instead of just kind of feeling it and going about your day, journaling in reflection of how you feel forces you to sit with them and more importantly, forces you to release them, which is obviously fucking crucial to being able to heal them and process them, right? And then with a reflection of your day, like I mentioned, usually comes a gratitude practice, right? So in any kind of reflection, whether you're reflecting on your day or you're reflecting on how well something went, that's essentially in itself a gratitude practice. And I kind of put gratitude in with this style of reflective journaling because purely that, you know, this style of journaling is how gratitude usually comes up in reflection. But journaling about things in your day can also be a way for you to acknowledge your wins or acknowledge the things that went well for you or, you know, have a reflection on how something made you feel, if something made you happy or if something went well for you, if something like was amazing. You get to reflect and you get to sit in gratitude for that, which is going to be a huge fucking dopamine release, which is going to allow you to actually sit in the journey. And in turn, it's going to actually end up enhancing your motivation in the long term because you are really taking the time to acknowledge things at the smaller level and have that dopamine reward in the smaller scale, which is so fucking important for your long-term motivation and acknowledging the wins that you have along the way. The next style of journaling is answering a journal prompt. So whether that is a journal prompt specific to something that you have looked for, so let's say that you want to, I don't know, get to know yourself better and you want to ask yourself questions around what you want in your love life, right? So potentially you could actually look for journal prompts to help you dive deeper into that or you can just have a journal prompt at random that you're answering, right? I actually have a book that I bought from Kmart and it is full of just like the most random journal prompts and prompts that really just encourage me to answer questions about myself, which I highly, highly recommend getting something like this because it's perfect for the mornings or, you know, the times where I want to journal and I want to sit with myself, but I don't really have anything in particular that I want to focus on or I feel stuck with what I want to focus on. So I highly recommend getting something like this. But basically journal prompts are so effective because 
your subconscious is programmed to answer questions, right? One of my favorite quotes is, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions you ask yourself. So basically that just tells us how much our subconscious loves answering questions and figuring out solutions to things because the more questions you ask yourself, the deeper level of self-awareness that you're going to have. When you give your brain a journal prompt to answer, you're going to actually, well, first of all, you're going to stimulate your brain, which is beneficial for your brain health in general. We want to aim to have stimulation and creation of different neurons daily for our general brain health. But it's also going to mean that your subconscious will search deep for an answer to the question that you're asking yourself. And that is going to bring you greater levels of self-awareness And it's likely going to be a question that you've never actually allowed yourself to sit with before or you've never asked yourself before, which is going to unveil brand new concepts and brand new thoughts for you. So I described the journal I was talking about to give you some examples. The journal is called The Journal. (laughs) It's like a green and orange, like landscape looking cover. I got it from Kmart if you want to go have a look. But some of the questions in here that I've answered are things like, Think about your impact. How have you been able to create change in or make a positive impact on the lives of other people? Another one is um, describe yourself to someone you don't know. Write as though you are speaking about another person. Don't censor. Don't be modest or dishonest. Just say what comes to mind. And it also has like a whole bunch of different quotes throughout it, like this one, which is, Um, old ways won't open new doors. And then it says, describe what this quote means to you. So it's just a really cool way to be able to sit with things like that and see what comes up because it's rare that you actually just ask yourself those questions, right? It's rare that you actually just sit with something and allow your mind to explore the answer. The next journaling method that I love is visualization. This has to be my favorite journaling method of all time. And maybe that's because the science behind it is so fucking powerful. So I can actually see the effects of using it, but I just, I just love it. So with visualization journaling, you are visualizing your desired outcome of something, right? Whether that is visualizing what your dream day looks like, or if you've got a launch in your business coming up, visualizing how that goes, Um, visualizing yourself with something that you want, like a dream car, or visualizing yourself in your dream relationship or on a holiday, right? And there are a couple of reasons as to why visualization journaling is so fucking powerful. And that all comes back down to your subconscious. Your subconscious, first of all, does not know the difference between what is real and what is imagined. And it also doesn't know any other time than the present moment. So, you know, when you're lying awake at night and you're tossing and turning because you're thinking about how much you need to do tomorrow or you're lying in bed thinking about that embarrassing thing that happened to you years ago or something embarrassing that you said to someone and you're replaying it in your head, you're actually finding it difficult to fall asleep when those things are on your mind because your subconscious thinks that those are happening in the present moment. It doesn't know what the past or the future is. It thinks that everything is happening happening right now, right? So all of those things that you're thinking about, your subconscious is trying to process them in the moment and your body is going into dysregulation because you're embarrassed or you're stressed because those things are happening in the moment, right? 
It also thinks that everything that you're thinking about is real. So when you visualize something that you desire, whether you visualize your future dream date or you're thinking about your bank account and what your bank account might look like, whether you're visualizing yourself driving your dream car or in your dream relationship, your subconscious thinks that all of that is happening to you right now for real. And what does that do? It teaches your subconscious that that is possible. Not only that it's possible, but you've already achieved it. And therefore, you are no longer going to have the limiting beliefs. You are no longer going to have questions of yourself, right? You're not going to have that little voice in your head telling you that you're not going to be able to achieve it because you've done it. Your subconscious mind thinks that you have done it. So why would it then tell you that you can't do it, right? By visualizing those things happening to you or visualizing what you desire, you are going to activate and program something called your reticular activating system, which is then going to lead to bringing in opportunities for that thing to happen in your actual physical reality. So your reticular activating system is the part of your brain that's responsible for filtering information to your consciousness, whether it deems that information is important to you or not. So visualizing the thing that you want is going to teach your reticular activating system that that's important to you, that that's what your reality is, and it's going to heighten your awareness and bring your attention to things that are aligned to that reality, whether that's an opportunity or something that, you know, is available to you. It's going to start to bring to your conscious awareness all of these things, right? Therefore, that's actually going to change the way your reality looks because you're going to start seeing new things in your reality based on what you've decided is important. You're also creating and strengthening your neural pathways in your brain, right, which makes those things more familiar to you. It stops being something, that thing that you're visualizing, that thing that you're dreaming of stops being something that is far out of your reach and it starts to actually be programmed into your mind as something that's normal for you. And that's really fucking cool, right? It's going to change the way that you start to show up because this thing, this million dollars in your bank account is normal because you have told your brain this is what's happening for you and therefore the neural pathways are getting stronger and stronger the more you visualize that. When you visualize what you desire, you are aligning your conscious and subconscious mind. There's a little filter, right, that separates your conscious and subconscious mind. It's called the critical faculty, or as I like to call it, the bullshit meter, because it doesn't let any bullshit through, right? My students will know that. They love that I call it that. But basically, the critical faculty's role is to call out the bullshit. It's not, and, and it's to stop you from acting in a way that it thinks is bullshit, right? If something doesn't align with what's going on in your subconscious, the critical faculty is not going to allow you to do that thing or believe that thing, right? If you have someone come up to you and say, hey, M, you have blue hair, your critical faculty knows that that's not true, <laughs> right? So it's not going to then continue on for the rest of your life thinking that you have blue hair. If you didn't have a critical faculty and someone said, hey, M, you have blue hair, you will then go on and you will believe that you have blue hair, right? The conscious mind sets the intention for what it wants, but the subconscious mind is responsible for the beliefs and the behaviors and the patterns and the thoughts 
which you need to manifest that thing, right? So when they're not aligned, when you consciously want a million dollars in your bank account, but your subconscious doesn't believe in you, that's not going to happen. It's not going to become your reality. But with visualization, you actually get to reprogram your subconscious to become aligned with what your conscious desires. And therefore, the critical faculty will let it through and there's going to be aligned action. I fucking love visualization. It's one of my favorite topics ever. (laughs) And then finally, the last method that I want to touch on around journaling is inner child work. And this is very much aligned to visualization journaling, but we're actually going to do it in the opposite way. So again, your subconscious doesn't know the difference between what is real and what is imagined or whether you're seeing it as happening in the past, present or future. Everything that you visualize according to the subconscious mind is happening for real and it's happening right now, which is so fucking beneficial for inner child work. Because what we want to do with inner child work is we want to visit our inner child We want to reprogram the beliefs that were developed by our inner child. And we want to go back and, you know, maybe tell our inner child something we needed to hear or be something that they needed in that moment to reprogram the way that they see themselves or the way that they see a particular situation. When we are revisiting our inner child in our visualization, right, to reprogram a belief that they have developed, we get to do that by visualizing that moment or visualizing that conversation. And so within a child journaling, our subconscious mind is changing the narrative from something that happened in real life or something that we observed or heard as a child to then seeing that this is actually happening as well. And so we actually get to reprogram and change the beliefs or change the experience through that visualization. It is so, so fucking powerful. And I have recently been diving into a lot of inner child work and it's some of the most powerful work I have ever done because you actually get to go back and you get to speak to that inner child and your subconscious is allowing you to program that being in the moment, right? It's fucking just amazing. Now, the thing to note about all of this is that journaling doesn't have to be pen to paper. If you've been around here a while, you know that journaling is not my favorite thing. Sometimes, yes, I will journal. I've been finding that I have been really called to journal lately, but a lot of the time I will have a lot more motivation and a lot more of a outcome if I, you know, actually quote unquote journal by voice messaging myself or even voice messaging the Big Moves broadcast, a lot of the time they get to be my journal, right? Um, You know, you can record yourself as in like video record yourself. It's actually just about getting it out of your brain and having your brain work in the same way as it would journal, which can be done by voice messaging. It can be done by speaking to someone you trust. It can be done by videoing yourself. It can be done in any way that replicates getting this out, right? Whether that is a reflection, whether you're answering a question, whether you are visualizing or doing inner child work, it doesn't matter how you do it. It is just going to be most effective if you do it when you're in an alpha theta brainwave state, which obviously journaling sorry, actually helps you access. But you could always say meditate and then voice message yourself, you know? Anyway, 
That is all for this week's episode. That is all for the science behind journaling. If you loved this episode and you think of someone who you think would absolutely love it too, whether that is your friend or a family member or your entire Instagram audience, I would absolutely love if you could share it with them. Make sure you tag me on Instagram at mrose.coaching or send me a message if you do share the episode so that I can personally show you my appreciation because that means the absolute world to me when people just see the value in what I'm teaching because I certainly fucking do. So I love you all. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Have a wonderful week. Love you. Bye.